Welcome. This is Multiple Superbness. Forcefully forte, the piano pipes. Softly vibrate its strings. Echoing ecstatically on the inside, only to be hushed by hand. Automatically allegro, andante sustained. Rhythmically rapping, resounding again. Pounding hammers, enveloped by winds, flashing ivory shines a grin, tinkling, glowing, ever flowing, only to be hushed by hand. Hey, this is Robbie Kumalo. Thanks for listening to Multiple Superbness, my favorite thing to do with this podcast. We'll be right back after this next little, little bit of, you know, Interruption. This is another story from the bathtub. Now I'm taking a bath with salt, Epsom salt, and amazing shea butter. It's a delicious bath. It's good to soak my soul. And my foot, too. I broke it probably about six weeks ago now. I almost forgot because it's healing. And I'm recollecting in the bathtub. (laughs) I was thinking about my song that is out that people should know about this album, All One Tribe. I am one of 24 black family artists, musicians, composers, that during the pandemic, COVID-19, 2020, it started. And we started meeting in Zoom calls I think in March of 2020, right around my birthday, my drummer Hassan Bakar came to visit me from New York City. And um, while he was here for about three or four days, my friend Ronnie was able to uh, host him, feed him, laugh with him, and support us. Because, of course, you know me, I booked a couple of gigs while he was in town. And I already had shows that were booked at a different time, near, but with his travel dates and his frequent flyer miles, he had to come when he was coming. So I tried to move as many shows as I could, and I did move a few. So we got to do some gigs together. And it was amazing because, you know, like being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis was so devastating me to accept I was in a well I was in a kind of place that you get multiple sclerosis (laughs) I was not very healthy living thinking feeling praying quickly only whenever I needed to pray 
sitting there, I was sick. But when I think about multiple sclerosis, I think, when did I notice that I had multiple sclerosis? How old was I? I definitely know that the 27 years we were married, definitely the last 10 of them, I was not feeling well. And I didn't know how to explain it. And everybody was trying to diagnose it. But I just knew I couldn't explain it to people because nobody seemed to understand. And that's the thing about multiple sclerosis. It, um, it's different for everybody. And for me, uh, it made me very frightened the way I was feeling. When I couldn't see things, I couldn't keep my balance, I was dropping things. Um, I was tripping, I was falling. <laughs> I was working with my husband at Vineyards on Long Island. We were part of the Long Island Wine Fest. <laughs> Playing beautiful music at beautiful vineyards. And one day I tripped. Like, as I was walking across the stage, the stage was on grass. I was wearing, like, mules, high heel mules with beautiful heels. But when I walked on the grass, the heels got stuck, and I tripped in my shoe, and I fell in front of the whole audience. And my husband was embarrassed. The band jumped up to help me. My husband did not. He was embarrassed because he thought I was drinking wine at the wine festival and not working. And I was kicking ass working. I was not drunk. <laughs> but that's MS. MS makes me feel like I, I'm drunk now that I know that that's how people can perceive this feeling that I'm feeling. And um, my speech will slur. Sometimes I, I can't uh, think through the sentence. Like I have the idea of what I want to say. It'll start like right now, practicing how to talk and think at the same time. But there's some part of my brain that has a sclerosis scar, sclerosis, on it that has slowed down.
by heart. And I was forgetting my daggone stories. And I didn't even know until Hassan said to me one day, he was like, hey, whatever happened to um, the turtle? And we're at the show, right? So before I say, bye, everybody, keep the beat. Yeah, keep the beat. And before he plays, keep the beat. He's like, hey, what happened to the turtle? And I looked at him like, thinking, yo, man, why are you interrupting me? And then he saw me looking at him, wanting to sit, not say it, but think it. I was thinking it. And then he said, hey, tell him the end of the story. <laughs> And I was like, huh? I did. Now I'm remembering that I'm in front of an audience of children and parents. And I'm like, I did. Out of character. He's like, no. You told us that, you know, and then he reminded me of where I had left off. <laughs> and then I was like, the first time I was really shocked. And I was like thinking in my mind, like, how could you forget that part of the story? You did that. And then I was like, did I? Meanwhile, multitasking to tell what happened to the turtle, because the audience is looking at me like, dum, dum, dum. what is this going on between that drummer and that storyteller? Dysfunction. And a very diseasy kind of moment, because I wasn't easy. But Hassan was easy. And when he reminded me where I had left off, he played the pickup to what I needed to say next on his djembe. He was like, or whatever the rhythm was. <laughs> and then I was like, yes. And she was walking back, pushing that drum. animals were surprised. They heard the rods of Mosebo's leopard coming closer and closer. And then I remembered, like, you said that part already. Hurry up. You left out what comes next. So it was hard to multitask thinking as an actor, as a storyteller, with MS for me. So I realized when Hassan came to visit me in Oregon, and I booked all them shows, trying to be the band leader that I used to be when I was. Failing. Being helped by my mama, Ronnie, who doesn't know anything much about theater, but she sure knows how to be organized. And she's 80 years old. She was really good at mothering and grandmothering and just loving like only a, a woman of so many years of wisdom love on you so I say so a lot but this is not the story that I wanted to tell you from the bathtub I wanted to tell you that when my youngest daughter said to me one day that um, she didn't want to be like uh, me or her dad because we were both suffering being musicians and she didn't want that kind of life she was not going to be a musician because if you know, yuck, you know? And I was like, not mad at her. 
because she was an amazing human being. You know, I knew her well. She was inside of my body for more than a year, you know? She was in my body forever since I've been here. So when she said that to me, I had to kind of think about it. And I said, well, what do you want to do with your life? She's like, not what you and dad are doing. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll be a, a nurse, a teacher. Uh, I don't know. I like music. Maybe I'll be a music teacher like Auntie Cindy. I don't know. But I'm not going to suffer and be a musician. <laughs> and I was like, Diddy, I'm a storyteller. I'm a teaching artist. I'm a, I'm a left, I'm a right, I'm an up, I'm a down. I do all of those things, Talisa. And because you were born, I was able to start a business with your dad that you were going to inherit. That's called generational wealth. But I don't know very much about money, so I don't even know how to say it to you. But I know that I'm doing something that's building part of your future and your children's future and your children's children's future. And I don't know how to do that, but I'm working on it. I still have a couple more minutes left, so I am uh, proud to be Robbie. And I'm doing my best to be Robbie, and Robbie has been cast and given an opportunity to create a character, a creature, named Juniper. And honey, let me tell you, Juniper, she is me, but she's like a little wiser than me. <laughs> she's, not, she's not angry. She's just, she's just who she be. She's just Juniper, you see? She is somewhat like me, because she likes to take a, a bath in Epsom salt. Now you know. <laughs>
you smiling at me? Because you just learned how to set it free. I am Jennifer. I'm one of the funky eye puppets. And you can meet me and my friends. We're the Icy Crew. The inclusive creature crew. And all of us have challenges like me and funk. been meaning to write a list. A list of things. A list of things I remember. <laughs> a list of things I miss. And a list of things I remember to miss. I remember everything. I miss it all. C'est la vie. Okay, get your Shazam app ready. These next few songs, you're going to want to find out who these artists are and have them on your device. So here we go with some music. <laughs> it's multiply superb.
so much for listening to my podcast. I am having a great time making them and I hope that you found something not only soothing and mellow but something that had energy to it that was a good groove and beat and a story that I told you that kind of suspended your imagination even if just for a split second. If you want to have a private session with me you can find me on calendly.com slash Robbie Hall. And if you want to know more about all the things that I've done with my life and I'm doing right now, I've told you about my link tree slash Robbie Hall. And if you want to send me some of your love through Cash App, it could be Robbie Hall, but I'm not quite sure. I'll uh, get back to you on the next podcast exactly what the heck my Cash App is. You know, I'm not preoccupied about money. <laughs> I'm just really happy and so glad that you are here and listening to this podcast. <laughs> Life is grand. And I hope that you're having a, a an experience, even if it sucks. You see the potential of better. Because <laughs> better always shows up. No matter what we try to do. No matter what happens to us, love and goodness shows up. Because that's what it is. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Robbie Kumalo. And thank you for letting me flex my multiple superbness in this podcast with you, flexing yours to listen to the entire thing. Wow. I love you. Thank <laughs> you.